Welcome back to Duke Box Radio. I'm Mr Ferguson, the station manager, and I'm delighted to be joined at this time by Nicholas, Archer and Quentin. Thank you very much for joining us. It's great Thank to be here. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're joining us because you are three of the academic scholars in the fifth form, and recently there's been some very exciting developments going on. So can you talk us through them? Yeah, so recently we just had a presentation evening. So for the past uh, term, we've been working on um, some massive online open courses, or MOOCs for short. And uh, we were kind of presenting what we've done for the past few months to an audience. And so we were all kind of talking about slightly different things. And I understand that you've all been individually recognised for your excellent presentations. As you said, they're all in different areas, though. So what's everyone been talking about? Let's start with Nicholas. What have you been up to? So my MOOC was a Stanford MOOC on cryptography, and it was an overview of cryptography. And one area that I'm especially interested is how cryptography and cryptographic hashes especially play into um, the workings of blockchain technology and how that can impact society. So my MOOC um, and my presentation was on uh, how cryptography plays into the workings of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. And what about you, Quentin? My my MOOC was on uh, AI and it used Python, which really helped me because there's quite a large community. Uh, So it really helped me get started. Um, I looked at so many different um, really exciting areas like deep learning that contain like subcategories like natural language processing and uh, but also like voice uh, like speech recognition for example so they're all really exciting areas and I learned more about them things that I want to learn more about for a really long time and what about you Archer um so I did my MOOC on building and leading high performance teams and then my partner who isn't here uh, Ruben did his on public speaking so we sort of came together and looked at communication within high performance teams specifically public speaking. So we had a look at the characteristics of high performance teams, then looked at how to create a good public speech and then sort of push them together and use some examples and answer some questions from the floor. How did you all find the the research process going into all of this? Long. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For me, the content wasn't too difficult, but there was, it wasn't too difficult to understand or to grasp. The concepts were quite self-explanatory, but there was just a lot to get through. But I'm sure, especially Nick's is quite complicated. So how did you find it? Well, yeah, I I found that a lot of the concepts on a very high level were quite easy to understand because I've been passionate about blockchain for quite a while now. And a lot of them were familiar to me already. It was just more applying the maths. I was kind of thrown off the deep end in that sense. Whereas like, a lot of the previous stuff I'd done didn't include much maths. Going into cryptography, there's a lot of uh, manual sums and all that sort of stuff, which I didn't really know much about. So that was uh, quite a steep learning curve, but we managed to put it all, pull it all together for the final presentation and hopefully present it in a way that was maybe understandable to the crowd, which was quite nice. Coming on to the actual presentations of all of these research, how did you find it actually trying to explain what it is that you've been talking about, condensing all of that research into a very short period of time? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've been like, as Nick said, we've been working on these for so long. So yeah, it was quite hard putting that all down into two minutes, condensing all of that uh, information. But um, I hope that we all, or that I managed to disseminate all the information in, a, in an understandable way. But yeah, it was quite a challenge. Ours was about public speaking, so we had to work on that because we couldn't perform badly. Um, But what we did, we tried to do a bit of a joke. So for the first two slides, we both tried to speak poorly and sort of with our backs to the audience. And then we had a slide which said, this is how we worked before we did our MOOCs. 
and now and then we went into the real thing and that got a few laughs but it was a bit embarrassing but I think it went down all right. I, I can't believe I'm asking this on a podcast but how does it sound when you speak badly? Can you give us a little bit of what that sounded like? So we spoke very quietly, we mumbled, we didn't really look at the audience, we um, sort of in a monotone, we didn't really engage, sort of acted quite shifty, didn't use any hand gestures, just sort of just act quite shy and nervous. And and then we opened it up and then we went through the different points of a good speech. So, you know, making eye contact, the pace, the, the hand gestures, the pauses and lots of other things like that. And for something that has been so widely talked about in the media as the blockchain, did you feel that that you already had sort of a decent level of understanding to build off? Or did you feel like you needed to actually go back and completely explain all the fundamentals of, of how the blockchain works? Because I'll confess, I don't know how the blockchain works. Yeah, I think that's probably a common theme within most of society. It's just that the media presents mainly a lot of the negative aspects of blockchain and it doesn't really explain any of the technology behind it it just explains its effect on society and how it can be useful um, to individuals but we took a little bit of a different perspective on it in that we tried to explain how the fundamental technology behind it works so from from that aspect i don't think the floor had much of a a previous understanding of that. So it was quite challenging to explain um, stuff like distributed ledgers and cryptographic hashes in, in four minutes. But I think by the end of it, hopefully they had a little bit of a better understanding of why this tech can be imp- impactful. What do you all feel like you've learned from doing this? Well, I've definitely learned a lot. and I think we all have. I think the main thing that I learned was just how AI works, because I feel like it's such a buzzword and actually... I feel like people don't really appreciate like all the like subcategories that feed into that. And I feel like because AI is just going to revolutionize the way that jobs are going to be in the future, potentially just everyday life, really, it's going to revolutionize all of that. I feel like it's so important to understand what's possible, what's not possible, and really all just all the different areas in which this can be applied. Do any of you plan to take any of your research further? What's, what's the next steps with what you've learned? Well, for me personally, I'd like to try and address one of the main problems I've found while doing my MOOC. It's that when you go and talk to people about a space like blockchain or cryptocurrencies, there are a lot of misconceptions. And I think there's a lot of miseducation and misrepresentation by the media um, on how it works, what its impact is, and what its main objectives are. Um, so personally, I'd love to try and find a way to educate a few more people about how they can use this technology to impact the world positively and how they can use it in their, harness the power of it in their daily lives. Personally, I think that that would be a good goal to have. I don't know how exactly I'm going to go about doing it because it's quite a, quite a big goal, but I'd, I'd love to try and educate people on it a little bit more. And finally, I suppose, next year we'll have some fourth form academic scholars taking this on. What would each of you give as a piece of advice to anyone looking to take on these MOOCs next year? Well, I'm sure it's probably quite self-explanatory, but I think picking a MOOC about a subject that you're passionate on, because I had to do a couple of hours a week over six weeks, I think it was, and that added up to a lot of time. So if it's something that you're not passionate about, you don't want to do, then it can seem like a real chore. But I was interested in mine and I'm I know that 
one of Nick's passions too and he was interested in his and I'm sure yours as well so yeah just making sure you're interested and want to learn more because otherwise yeah couldn't also, imagine doing that also just add to that and saying that I think it's also quite important to see how that fits in with like the bigger picture of things like uh what are your aspirations maybe what are you thinking of studying so yeah but of course I mean I think you still want to be able to like throw yourself out into the open a bit so you want to be open to new ideas but having like understanding why you're doing it, I think that's probably the most important. Yeah, I would say, uh, similarly to Quentin, just throw yourself off the deep end a little bit because the best way to learn, and this is not a pressured environment, so you can really explore what you're passionate about and there's no consequences if you don't learn it the first time. So I would say just just go for it and do whatever you're interested in to as high as a level as you want to do it because there's no no real pressure to succeed here. You can just explore be curious. Wonderful. Nicholas, Archer, Quentin, congratulations and thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.